it's a great day for love, because this afternoon, President Biden signed the Respect for Marriage Act, which guarantees legal recognition. The White House made the signing a big event with drag queens in attendance on the South Lawn. Well, that's how we should celebrate every new piece of legislation. I think it is how you celebrate every new piece of legislation. In fact, it's how you celebrate each sunrise and each sunset, from what I can tell. It is uh, today's Democrat Party. RuPaul is cringing in horror. I don't really blame uh, RuPaul for this. Uh, RuPaul got it right all these years. You know, sense of humor. Show up dressed like a man one day and a woman the next day. Do jokes. It was fun. Everybody was having fun. Always after my lucky charms. Well, happy uh, Wednesday to you. It's, of course, hump day. You know what that means in the Clinton household. Which mansion do you think they're in today, Michael? Chappaqua? Isn't that where their dog was run over, uh, the Chappaqua mansion? Hillary Clinton uh, waking up again face down in a pool of her own dried vomit. The Secret Service standing over her, knuckles on hips, tisk-tisking once again. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, Bill Clinton, it's his uh, favorite day of the week. The uh, Secret Service knows what to expect when Wednesday rolls around. in the Because, uh, you know, they've got the mansion up there. Then they have the mansion off of Embassy Row, uh, kind of by the British Embassy. It's close to the Obama's mansion, just off of Embassy Row. The... Um, the Obama mansion is in the shadow of the main mosque in Washington, D.C. You may recall Barack Obama said the call to prayer is the most beautiful sound he's ever heard. He's not really much for Western civilization, Barack Obama. Really not on our side. He's got better mansions, though. I'll, I'll give him that. He's got, you know, he bulldozed uh, Robin's Nest, the mansion from uh, the TV show Magnum P.I. Bulldozed that and still building. Last time I looked, still building a giant mansion on that site of the uh, formerly great estate from Magnum P.I., the TV show. And then he's got his, what did he, I think he got a bargain, $11 million on the 14 or $15 million oceanfront estate in Martha's Vineyard. Uh, looks like a very nice place, very nice indeed. Um, it's, uh, it's good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Yes, it is. Certainly is. You bet your bottom dollar. Now, we've got a lot to get to today. We've got this Sam Bankman Freed, you know, the Democrat Party's number two donor in the last election cycle, coming in just behind George Soros, who is not on our side. And I was reading in the Washington Post today, they said, oh, he gave money to Republicans. They're real nervous about this, too. And the story on the front page of the Washington Post, they never uh, mentioned uh, that he's the number two donor and uh, $40 million to the Democrats in the last election cycle. Uh, never mind any of that. But uh, fear not, because it looks like the Biden administration may have taken care of that problem. Sam Bankman-Fried is now in a prison. Have you seen the, in, in the Bahamas, have you seen the video uh, making the rounds? It is purportedly, I cannot uh, vouch for the uh, veracity of the uh, video and its location, but video that is purportedly from the interior of this Bahamian prison uh, looks like a living hell and uh, there's violence, the video. You see violence, people beating one another. And uh, according to the posting, it's because uh, people are fighting over a plate of food. fighting over, And uh, there's a real beating going on in this dormitory-style prison environment. And this is purportedly where Sam Bankman-Fried is. Now, if he's not in protective custody, 
then I don't think he'll make it out of this prison. Uh, it, it looks like a place where he's not going to fare well. Uh, the first issue is going to be that he's a vegan. He enjoys a nice vegan diet. And there they apparently serve like some kind of rat meat stew or something and probably not going to like the cuisine uh, going from penthouse billionaire, private jet billionaire to Bahamian prison that looks like uh, a third world, you know, devil's island, death trap, hellhole. Uh, and, uh, you know, it looks like the Biden administration has taken care of this guy. And if he ever does, and he was supposed to testify yesterday before Congress, uh, and he didn't make it because the Biden administration had him arrested. And it looked like it was going to be bad news for Democrats, although the Washington Post is getting to work saying, oh, Republicans took his money, too. You know, he's got Republicans, he's got Democrats, he's got the bureaucracy. And, uh, and that's the narrative. You know, they control the narrative, the Democrats, because of information dominance in the United States of America. The left has secured said information dominance. So Sam Bankman-Fried says he donated just as many millions to Republicans as Democrats, Fortune magazine writes, and, uh, but didn't publicize it, he says, because reporters would, quoting now, freak the beep out, as everybody uses the F word in almost every sentence now. It's, it's uh, very trendy. But that's why he didn't report it. See, he gave just as much to Republicans, but he thought that uh, reporters, white reporters, would freak the beep out. And uh, that's so that's why he didn't publicize it. But now the media is going with that. See, what's happening is he's singing from the Democrat Party sheet music is what's happening because he's got a gun in his mouth and Biden put it there and the hammer is pulled back and uh, his life is in danger. He is in grave and mortal danger, somewhat repetitive, uh, but nevertheless. And uh, and they call him, you know, SBF like they love this uh, abbreviating everything, don't they? And like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, oh, speaking of which, did you see the Democrat transgender activist testifying uh, yesterday on Capitol Hill? And Republican Congresswoman Nancy Mace did a wonderful job of, because she was in there, the transgender activist invited by the Democrats to testify in front of Congress. Uh, she, she, he, I don't know, transgender, it's hard to say, she's my sister, she's my daughter, it's impossible to say. Um, but a lawyer, naturally, activist, naturally, LGBTQ, of course, transgender, first transgender to be appointed as something or other, you know, to the uh, dog catcher's position in Westchester County or something like that. And uh, we've got uh, this, she, uh, the transgender person uh, testified and uh, doing work with Harvard now, even though she went to Bob's Law School, but she checks a number of other boxes, as it were. Uh, and um, so now she's got a thing at Harvard, you know, like Focahontas. She was a Native American, so she got the gig at Harvard because she checked uh, at least uh, two boxes. And uh, that's how they do things. That's identity politics all the way. But in any case, this transgender Democrat activist testifying uh, Capitol Hill, Congresswoman, Republican, North Carolina, Nancy Mace, asked a couple of questions about, because she was in there, the transgender activist, to talk about uh, hate speech online. They love hate speech. That's uh, everything is hate speech if they disagree with it. That's how you begin banning speech, which these uh, little tin pot fascists are all about. Make no mistake. And uh, we've seen example after example already, haven't we? Yes, we have. And uh, we have more. But what do you, this uh, transgender activist 
uh, posted all kinds of hateful stuff about the Supreme Court, threatening and menacing the Supreme Court, uh, which is fine because only one would-be assassin armed with a Glock pistol and multiple loaded magazines and tape and tie wraps and burglary tools. Uh, only one of those people has been arrested outside of, um, you know, Brett Kavanaugh's home so far. Oh, the news media is attacking Brett Kavanaugh, too, because he went to a Christmas party. And at the Christmas party, there were people who weren't his enemies, interestingly. And the media can't allow that because only enemies um, are allowed. You're, you can, if you're a conservative, especially if you're on the Supreme Court, you're only allowed to uh, socialize with uh, your enemies. That would be the news media, the Democrat Party. But I repeat myself. And this is, yeah, this is quite a story. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh went to a Christmas party, and the media is angry because Stephen Miller was at the same Christmas party, and he works with a group that may have business that eventually goes to the Supreme Court, and they're not allowed to talk. Now, Ruth uh, the Gator, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she's no longer with us, and uh, Ruth uh, uh, Bader Ginsburg, she was heavily involved in uh, and active in raising money for NARAL, the National Abortion Rights Action League, NARAL. And that's an abortion group. They love death more than you love life. And they harvest organs because, you know, we need the organs. And um, <laughs> and uh, they love uh, chickens and snail darters, but uh, people they, they don't like so much. The, uh, so we've uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was involved with NARAL, and, and an arm of her thing raised money for NARAL, and she's doing NARAL events. And I think that, you know, uh, like abortion cases are likely to... Uh, magically appear before the Supreme Court from time to time as well. But that was fine. That was fine. And that wasn't Christmas parties. That was actively involved in raising funds uh, for the organ harvest and, you know, targeting minorities uh, overwhelmingly because that's where you find your your clinics and, and most of the organs, available organs, are to be found in POCC. That's a person of color communities. That's I'm using liberal speak so they can understand. So we got that going. Yeah, and the news media, they're figuring, I guess, that Sam Bankman-Fried will not make it out of the prison alive so they can start spinning it. Oh, no, he said secretly, secretly, he gave just as much money to Republicans, but nobody noticed. And they're just, uh, and, and they're uh, uh, quoting with fragmentary sentences in the Washington Post that don't make clear what he said at all. You really have to fill in the gaps, which the news media does for you, because they're spinning a new tale. And the new tale is Sam Bankman-Fried, number two donor to the Democrat Party, $40 million, uh, also gave money. It'll turn out to be like $1.75 and a coupon uh, to Chuck E. Cheese. So pay no attention to that. Yeah, and this video posted to the prison, pretty gruesome. In any event, we've got, uh, we've got that going for us. Um, also, election story. We have election stories. Uh, Time magazine put on a story. A uh, what's her name? Uh, Molly Ball, left-wing typist from the DNC steno pool. Uh, they put a piece in Time magazine where she lays out all of the things that the Democrats did to, let's say, secure the 2020 election, and uh, it's uh, kind of interesting stuff. Uh, big discrepancy found lawsuit in Maricopa County in Arizona. Hey, where'd those 25,000 votes come from? Just enough for the Democrat to win. Isn't that fascinating? And uh, the Supreme Court also looking at a case 
that uh, has um, a great deal to do with the 2020 election as well. So we've got uh, we've got all that good stuff for you. Lots and lots of good stuff. And more. There is a lot more. There, there is this Alejandra Caraballo, the transgender LGBTQ lawyer who went to Bob's Law School but works at Harvard because she checks a lot of other boxes, and uh, testifying on Capitol Hill yesterday and nailed by Republican congresswoman doing a good job because threatening Supreme Court justices is perfectly mainstream. And they sent the mobs, you know, the, the criminal mobs to the homes, which is illegal. Uh, but the Justice Department didn't prosecute any of it. Uh, the Democrat mobs that showed up outside the homes of the six conservative nominees, the Republican nominees to the Supreme Court, and uh, as a means of threatening them in their homes, which is a violation of federal law, but not prosecuted because Democrats are in charge at the Justice Department and the White House, and apparently the FBI as well, which is really problematic unless... You know, you want to live in um, a Ouagadougou world where uh, you've got a third world corrupt government in the pocket of one of the political parties, which is apparently what we have in the United States of America. Yeah, but uh, Alejandro Carballo, uh, transgender threatening online, the Supreme Court justices once again. Um, and is Alejandro a woman or a man? I, I don't know. But it may not matter uh, because the Cambridge Dictionary has changed the definition of the word man, and they've changed the definition of the word woman because George Orwell predicted this, because the Democrat Party has decided that those words no longer have the meaning that you thought they had. So the Democrat Party has had them changed. Pretty amazing. Also, the Washington Post uh, wrote a really lame brain piece. It's another professor, I think, and uh, an award-winning author. That is to say, a radical leftist, extremist, racist, you know, typical Democrat, uh, wrote a piece in the Washington Post. They published it complaining about the fact that there are no black players playing on uh, the Argentine World Cup soccer team, you see. And uh, then it turned out, oops, uh, we left out one little fact. So we'll get back to that. Pretty amazing stuff. Yes, sir. Got an update on the After School Satan Club. There's more on the After School Satan Club. It's a Democrat Party uh, program. Something you probably didn't know about snakes. About snakes. And, uh, gosh, there are uh, multiple stories, transgender uh, things. Because, you know, the Democrats. And man doesn't mean man. Woman doesn't need woman, mean woman. At least not in the way that you thought it did. And the Democrats have changed the dictionary. Hey, where are the white women at? There's only one. Chris Plant, The Chris Plant Show. All right, we've got uh, Sam Bankman Freed. We've got uh, we've got AOC. She's Steven Spielberg now. She's DW Griffith. She's Jack Warner. She's making her own films because the Democrat Party's propaganda apparatus knows no limits, none whatsoever. But it uh, turns out it's a funny story. Uh, not uh, AOC doesn't think it's funny, but you'll think it's funny because 
Pretty, uh, pretty. Sound. And uh, yeah, and Sam Bingham Fried, all the news media jumped on the same moment. Oh, see, he gave money to Republicans, too. And it'll turn out he gave 1100 bucks to some Republican and $40 million to the Democrats. And the news media will say, see, he gave to both parties because they lie about everything. That's the short version. Right, let's go to the uh, telephones. We are at 888-630-9625. That's absolutely toll-free. And uh, let's go to Greg calling from the state of Washington out there on the West Coast. Hey, Greg, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Greg. Greg in Washington. Greg's gone. His, um, uh, his cat is climbing up the curtains because he hasn't had it declawed. So he's uh, chasing, the, uh, chasing the cat. Uh, is that Greg? He's, it sounds like he's walking the dog. When I say walking the dog, that's not a, uh, a, a metaphor. All right, let's go, to, uh, let's go to Rick calling from Elmwood Park, New Jersey. Rick, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris, the uh, ethics investigation of AOC is over. She has none. It was a brief investigation and uh, to the point. And it's the only one that's actually been finished because most investigations gone for eight years or so until, you know, they're still investigating the JFK assassination. Yeah, and you know, do you do you notice? Of course, I got ten bucks that says they're going to Epstein uh, Sam Bankman, and the same thing is going to happen. There's going to be no investigation. There's going to be, you know, there was no investigation to any of the pedophiles that went to that island. So why should we expect any investigation into this? Well, you're absolutely right about uh, Jeffrey Epstein and uh, you know all the people that uh, because they're all big Democrats, right, Rick? I mean, that's the thing from Bill Clinton on down. Uh, and there was no investigation. And, then, you know, and, uh, what's her name? The uh, woman is actually going to prison. Um, you know, the, the groomer, um, whatever her name is, how, how soon we forget. But the uh, – and look, I'm with you on, on Sam Bankman-Fried, too. Are you saying you don't think he'll make it out of that prison alive? Absolutely not. Oh, so cynical. Aren't, aren't, we, aren't we getting too cynical, Rick? I have one quick question for you. Sure. Um, Pete Buttigieg is the United States Transportation Secretary. Yeah. Can we just call him TrannySec for short? I think, yeah, Trans, trans uh, sec. I think would work. This is the Chris Plant Show. Yes, uh, interesting stories on uh, Sam Bankman-Fried and... And I got—I I don't know if Las Vegas is uh, offering odds on this, but um, as our our brilliant caller Rick said a couple of minutes ago, he thinks that they're going to do an Epstein on Sam Bankman-Fried, and uh, I will share with you what he said in an interview um, about how he gave the same amount of money to Republicans that he gave to Democrats, gave forty million dollars to Democrats. I don't think there's any evidence of this, but you know, if they kill him now then uh, that'll be the last word on the subject. And then they can spend four years investigating, and on Friday afternoon a report will come out that says nothing, and uh, then everyone will be satisfied, you know, because that's the world we live in now, thanks to the left being in charge of everything. Now, there is a um, there is kind of a funny story <laughs> about these silly, rascally, fake news media people and uh, their obsession with gender and race and division and, and madness. Uh, the Washington Post 
had a, a story, I think it was December 2nd, black erasure, meaning, you know, they were erased, black erasure in Argentina helps explain its World Cup team. That's the, uh, the headline uh, in the Washington Post. Why doesn't Argentina have more black players in the World Cup? You know, whether you have the online or the uh, print version of the Washington Post story, they have different headlines. But it's uh, kind of an amusing story because uh, these people are such idiots. Erica Denise Edwards typed up the story on behalf of the international left, the global racist uh, left, which uh, suffers from gender dysphoria. Why doesn't Argentina have more black players in the World Cup? Argentina is far more diverse than many people realize. But the myth that it is a white nation has persisted. Erica Denise Edwards typed in the Washington Post. As fans keep up with Argentina's success, in fact, they had another win yesterday. They beat Croatia three to nothing. That's three goals uh, in uh, soccer, World Cup soccer. That's you know, like a landslide victory with a huge number of scores. Uh, But as fans keep up with Argentina's success in this year's World Cup, a familiar question arises. Why doesn't Argentina's team have more black players? In stark contrast to other South American countries, such as Brazil, Argentina's soccer team pales in comparison in terms of its black representation. Now, why would a white woman sitting in Uh, the United States of America concern herself with uh, such things. By the way, as for Brazil, uh, you know, uh, there was a slave trade centuries ago, and uh, the Atlantic Ocean was called the Middle Passage because Europeans would go to the shores of uh, the west coast of Africa, and African tribesmen would sell other Africans to Europeans uh, so that they would uh, be uh, tossed into bondage, into slavery. And across the Middle Passage they came. And during the entire period of of this era of slavery, which has existed all throughout human history, and Native Americans had slaves all over the place, but never mind that. You know, slavery was already here when the Europeans got here. But uh, the Middle Passage uh, of the African slaves that were stolen from Africa, from the continent of Africa, about 5% of those African slaves came to what is now the United States of America. About 60% went to Brazil. Thank you. So that's kind of interesting. But uh, this uh, this, uh, very dim-witted person, the uh, writing in the Washington Post, um, has this big screed. It goes on and on and on. And uh, it turns out that this uh, Eric Edwards person Um, Erica uh, Denise Edwards, she likes to use three names, is the author of the award-winning book, Hiding in Plain Sight, colon, they love their colons, Black Women, the Law, and the Making of White, the White Argentine Republic. And she's naturally an associate professor at the University of Texas at El Paso. They should fire her. So they published this article, and it goes on and on and on about, um, you know, how terrible they are. Um, and then uh, they added a correction online. And it says, due to an editing error, an earlier version of this piece noted that roughly 1% of the Argentine population was black, according to a 2010 government-released census. 
So wait a minute. There's about 1%. While the number of black people uh, cited was accurate, the percentage was actually far less than 1%. And the piece has been amended to state that. So wait a minute. She's angry that a country that is about one-half of 1% black doesn't have more black people on their soccer team to go kick the ball, kick, kick, kick the ball. And, uh, I mean, I got to tell you, you people are such racists. Let me just say, uh, Erica Denise Edwards is twisted around her own axle because she's a racist and she views everything through the prism of race and class and gender because that's what Karl Marx would want. Uh, And, uh, boy, it is amazing. So they added this thing that uh, she's angry and upset, and the Washington Post published this story um, uh, expressing outrage that uh, there aren't more more black soccer players on the Argentine soccer team, uh, even though uh, less than 1% of the country is black. So what do you you have to, like, force black people to play soccer? Uh, One half of 1% and the Washington Post. Now, the New York Post is making fun of them. Washington Post corrects op-ed about no black players on Argentine soccer team, and uh, they were forced to issue a correction to an op-ed that lamented the absence of black players on Argentina's national soccer team, even though the black population of the South American country is less than 1%. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, all right, let's go to the, uh, let's go to the telephones. Uh, let's go to Martin calling from Alexandria, Virginia. Martino, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Martin, Martin, where is everybody today? Hey, Martin, he says he grew up in Argentina. He's can, got, can you hear me? Hey, there you are. I can hear you a little bit. Are you underwater? Chris, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for taking this call. I uh, want to make a comment on that. Uh, I grew up in Argentina about 21 years uh, down there. Uh-huh. Uh, and, yes, Argentina is probably uh, <laughs> one of the least racist countries, just like the United States. Uh, uh, in the world, uh, there's not many black people down there. When you come across a black people down there, you 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 you, you go and touch him to touch his skins and everything because they're they're so uncommon. Uh, 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 but but then the, the grand majority of the Hispanic population that we do have in that, which is uh, uh, you know darker skin, perhaps so that the left can understand what I'm talking about. Uh, they all. <laughs> They're all very welcoming, and 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 they they they, they can succeed succeed based on their uh, the qualifications and based on what they do and how much effort they put. As a matter of fact, the national team has a lot of them, and uh, people that came from uh, uh, from poverty and nothing, and they succeeded keep kicking the ball, like you said. And so uh, people don't care down there if you're black, they call you black. They don't get take offense on that. If you're fat, they call they call you gordo or fat, uh, and they don't take offense to that. Uh, uh, there's very, very, very nice people that they can care less about the color of the skin. And, of course, what the, le- the Marxist leftists are doing here is uh, try to inflict propaganda. And the problem is, is that they put an article like that, and then, then they pull it out, but they already did the damage. People already read, read about it. And then I have people calling me and saying, hey, Martin, are Argentinians racist? So, so, so they know what they're doing, Mar- Marxist tactic, and it's a shame. You are on to them, uh, and... Uh, you're a U.S. citizen now. I'm a U.S. citizen. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I came to the United States some uh, uh, twenty plus years ago. I started working and trying to learn the language. You pick up, I have a thick accent, and uh, 
I, uh, I talked to my mom back then. I said, look, I had to join the military. Some of my, my family have to pay back the United States for giving us a second chance. And so uh, I joined in uh, for a one year per brother that I have. And I said, look, I'm going to join the military and I'm going to do one year for one of my brothers to pay back uh, because it's not fair that we just came here. We worked hard and we succeeded. And so 20 years later, I just retired for the United States Air Force. No kidding. Wow, that is great. 20 years in the Air Force. Yes. Wow. Yes. And, I, and shamely, I was I, I retired. I was forced to retire because of the vaccine mandate. And, uh, and now I can obviously talk because before I was told not to talk uh, but, uh, by the U.S. military. But, uh, uh, but, yeah, 20 years forced out of the military. By Joe Biden um, because... Uh, he was requiring you to undergo medical procedures that uh, you did not want to undergo. Actually, uh, correct, correct. My my situation was uh, obviously that, along with uh, it was a religion, a religious accommodation request. Uh, but uh, yeah, they uh, uh, they came after me hard, just like they did to to ten plus thousand people that did the same thing. And no one knows about these. The very things I saw, you know, great in the military. People think they're all. Oh, they still have the mandate. They're still going after. Yeah, the only reason why a lot of people was able to uh, 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 continue servicing or uh, continue to uh, or, or retire or separate some of them, not all of them. I was lucky, uh, is because of a federal judge who uh, gave us protection. Otherwise, they would have gone after us with coercion, threat, threats, and and so on and so forth. And that, that's a different subject. Obviously, I didn't talk for this one, but I figured I just I just uh, drop it out there. Wow. Uh, all right. And you're Catholic. Yep. And uh, you asked for a religious exemption and it was not granted because, you know, the left is anti-Christian, aren't they? Absolutely. They are anti-Christian. Uh, in my case, they actually uh, had already 19 years of service. They approved my retirement so that they can use that as a coercion tool to come after me and tell me, quote, uh, if you don't get the shot because that's all they want. Uh, you're going to lose. We're going to take away your retirement. You're going to lose your VA benefits. You're going to lose your your GA trans, uh, uh, educational transfer for your kiddos. Uh, and so, you know, it goes very much in depth. No one knows what's going on, really, truly going on behind the scenes uh, in the U.S. military and how they are destroying the military. I fell in love with the military. That's where I signed in for a few years. I ended up making a career out of it. And so, yeah, they're 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 really going after people of faith. People of uh, a compass, a moral compass, and why not? And so, and they try to get rid of them. Uh, you are great. Uh, you're a great American. I'm very glad that you called in, and I am saluting you right now, uh, Martin. And I, I hope to. You're in Alexandria, Virginia. I hope to run into you. And um, when I uh, do run into you, uh, remind me that I uh, said I'm going to buy you beers. Ah, oh, sounds good. Cheers, cheers. Thank you so much for taking this call. I really appreciate it. it was It was an honor to serve. Uh, my wife is in the military as well. Uh, we love this country. We wow. cannot believe, we in disbelief of what they're doing to, to, to this beautiful country. Uh, God bless you. God bless your show. Uh, thank you for doing this and being so outspoken about it. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your team. Uh, thank you. You know, my best girl and I uh, vacationed in Argentina a few years ago. We went to, we went to Buenos Aires and surrounding areas and then, and then over to uh, Uruguay, along the Rio de la Plata, and uh, had a great vacation down there. And in fact... Uh, we're headed back to Buenos Aires next month. Next month, my best girl and I, to uh, to Argentina.
Uh, good stuff. All right, uh, Martin, thank you very much, and I'll look forward to seeing you in person. Uh, let's, uh, let's see. Let's go to uh, John calling from Woodbridge, Virginia. John, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. I'm awake this morning. Very good. Excellent. Welcome. Yeah. Hey, you know, just before we get into this thing, I just want to say, you know, I try to be a good Christian like you. And I'll tell you, Biden and his ilk, they're really, really making it hard for me to turn the other cheek. <laughs> it's it's awful. I'll tell you what. But I've been paying attention. You and I are the same age. I've been paying attention for about three decades now. I've never voted Democrat ever. And <clears throat> I got to tell you, this whole Ukraine thing with them giving money to the Ukrainians and they're getting ready to do it again. Uh, I think it's just going to turn out to be a big slush fund for the Democrats. I think this president in Ukraine is turning around and uh, dumping the money into offshore accounts so these guys can use it in the next election. And I, I think it's going to start really, really accelerating what's already going on. And this guy, Sam Friedman, has been implicated in some of that as well. Yeah, he has uh, ties to Ukraine and Ukrainian money. And, uh, of course, uh, Hunter Biden was paid nearly a million dollars a year by the Burisma uh, gas company in Ukraine. And, uh, and Hunter Biden's buddy, Devin Archer, had the same deal, nearly a million dollars a year for a no-show job, uh, for doing nothing. And now uh, Biden, I think yesterday or day before yesterday, they announced another $842 million of our dollars going to Ukraine, and you're absolutely right about being a slush fund and uh, also about, um, you know, they uh, use him as initials, but Sam Bankman-Fried, he has uh, deep ties to Ukrainian money as well. And I got to tell you, if this guy doesn't make it out of this Bahamian prison, and I think there's a better than 50-50 chance that he will not make it out of this Bahamian prison, you know, then this will be like a gangland hit. Uh, the likes of which the Corleone family, you know, they tried to get uh, Hyman Roth in the hospital. Um, this is uh, this this whole thing stinks. It stinks so bad that if we only had a news media, if we only had a Justice Department, if we only had an FBI, why would he be arrested in the Bahamas? And then they come out and say, well, he's going to be there until February. Why? Why would he be there until February? And uh, You're the whole exactly th- right. Yeah, it stinks. The whole thing stinks. And he, he's marked for death. I mean, they can't have him talking about Ukraine and all the little secrets they have over there. And then he's he's done an interview saying, oh, I gave just as much money to Republicans, but it's a secret because, uh, you know, the reporters would have been mad and we can't have that. Listen, I got to You know, the, the the we have a government that has not earned our trust. They don't deserve our trust. They have uh, demonstrated again and again over the last handful of years that are now you never really should have just blindly trusted your government anyway, but um, you know you should question. But but never have I seen, and uh, as you said, John, I've been watching uh, closely for thirty years, more than thirty years now, and I've never seen anything like this in the United States of America. We live in a very corrupt country. Washington is a very corrupt city. Our news media is more corrupt than it's ever been. Uh, and the truth is harder to find in the age of Al Gore's amazing Internet than I think it's ever been in my lifetime. It's uh, pretty extraordinary. And you're right about Sam Bankman-Fried and Ukraine and the Democrats and why a Bahamian jail, which is a notorious hellhole, 
uh, and why, if you're going to extradite him, say that it's going to take more than a month for that to happen. Well over a month. They're talking six weeks, seven weeks before they can extradite him. It's just right there. You, you, you know, you'd practically drive a, a golf ball. He's in the Bahamas, for uh, the love of Mike. And he can take your boat there from Miami. Somebody should go get him. But I don't think anybody will, and I, I'm not sure. You know, he's got these in the Jeffrey Epstein Memorial Cell. It has no cameras and no guards. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Fortune Magazine has the scoop on this. Got a photograph of a uh, blonde woman sitting behind the steering wheel of her car. She's uh, obviously been pulled over by a police officer, and there's a blonde woman police officer wearing a mask and blue rubber gloves. Going to do a cavity search, I think. Uh, Leaning through the passenger side door of her car. The headline is, people who skipped their COVID vaccine are at higher risk of traffic accidents. (laughs) According to a new study, people, you don't, you skipped your vaccine, you're more likely to have a car accident. See? That's uh, just another enticement to have your and and probably more likely to be divorced and your children won't like you because you didn't get your covid vaccine if you passed on getting the covid vaccine you might be a lot more likely to get your car into a crash what or at least those are the findings of a new study it's a study it's got to be true published uh, this month in the american journal of medicine during the summer of 2021 canadian researchers Come on, study hockey and sit down. Examine the encrypted government held records. More than 11 million adults, 16% of whom hadn't received their COVID vaccine. And they're crashing their cars all over the place. It's like bumper cars out there. It's like a clown car thing. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.